0: To the factual forecast, a look at the week's biggest stories and what they mean from the editors at Facto. I'm Jimmy Lovis. Today is September 30th, and in this week's forecast, we've got Portugal lifting coronavirus related restrictions, a women's march across the U.S., Japan's parliament electing a new prime minister, the U.S. Supreme Court resuming with in person arguments, and ethnic Serbs blocking the border in Kosovo read about all these stories and more in our weekly newsletter, which you can find a link to in the show notes. Portugal is set to lift nearly all remaining coronavirus restrictions on Friday as it leads the world in vaccinations. The lifting of restrictions is the final step in the three-phase plan the government announced in July. In August, localized curfews ended, allowing restaurants, stores, and cultural venues to remain open until 2 a.m., And in September, outdoor mask mandates ended and the number of people present in public events increased to 75% capacity. Now with more than 80% of the population vaccinated, the country will allow full occupancy in restaurants and cultural venues. Nightclubs and bars will also reopen for the first time since March of last year. Of course, vaccine certificates or proof-negative tests will still be required for air or sea travel, as well as major cultural or sporting events and at nightclubs and bars. Proof will not be mandatory in hotels and gyms. Still, as Portugal enters this new phase, Prime Minister Antonio Costa has reminded citizens of their personal responsibility, adding that the pandemic is not over. The Women's March is planning a rally across all 50 U.S. states on Saturday. The rallies are in response to a controversial abortion law in Texas that went into effect September 1st. That law bans all abortions after fetal cardiac activity is detected typically at around six weeks' pregnancy. The law does not make any exceptions for cases of rape or incest. Of course, similar laws have passed in other states, but Texas is the first state where it has been implemented after the Supreme Court refused to block the new legislation in a 5-4 to four vote. Saturday's march will be the first in-person women's march since the Trump presidency, and it's set to happen two days before the Supreme Court reconvenes on October 4th. Saturday's march will also be accompanied by supporting rallies around the world. The event is expected to draw large crowds after the first Women's March, held in January of 2017, made history as the largest single-day protest in U.S. history. Japan's parliament will likely convene on Monday in a special session to confirm former foreign minister Fumio Kishida as the country's new prime minister. Just this week, Kishida was elected head of the ruling Liberal Democratic Party in a tight runoff race against rival Taro Kono. Incumbent Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga came to power following the health-related resignation of his predecessor, Shizu Abe, but Suga's term has come to an end after his management of the coronavirus pandemic caused his popularity to plummet. Now, even though Kishida enjoys only moderate public support, the Liberal Democratic Party holds a majority in parliament, making his election all but certain. Of course, after the likely confirmation vote, Kishida will take office and inherit a laundry list of problems, including recovery from the coronavirus pandemic, strained relations with China, domestic economic issues, and North Korea and its nuclear program. On top of all this, Japan is said to have an election by late November, meaning parliament is likely to be dissolved in mid-October to allow for a campaign. A campaign in which Kishida will lead the Liberal Democratic Party that has dominated post-war Japanese politics. The U.S. Supreme Court will hold in-person oral arguments on Monday for the first time in the coronavirus era. The nation's highest court called off oral arguments in March last year due to the pandemic. Since then, and for the first time in history, the justices have been hearing oral arguments by conference call. Those calls were streamed online and on C-SPAN as they happened. And that practice will continue because the only people allowed in the courtroom will be the justices, lawyers, reporters, and essential court personnel. Still, when the court's term begins on Monday, it'll be the first time all of them work together in person, but it'll be safer than before because all nine justices have been vaccinated. Monday will also be Amy Coney Barrett's first time working from the Supreme Court. She was confirmed just days before the 2020 election, but will be sworn in, ceremoniously, this week. Now, the court will have several high-profile cases this term, including a challenge to Roe v. Wade because of a Mississippi law that bans abortion after 15 weeks. The court will also hear a case that considers whether New York can restrict people from carrying concealed handguns in public. Finally, this could also be the final session for Justice Stephen Breyer. Many progressives have called for the 83-year-old justice to step down, so President Joe Biden can nominate a younger replacement. Last item for this forecast is on the situation brewing in northern Kosovo on the border with Serbia. For more on that, I spoke with factual editor Alex Moore. Hi Alex. Hello Jimmy. All right, I'm hoping you can help make sense of the situation in the Balkans. I guess to start, what's exactly going on?
1: So you noted uh, it was northern Kosovo. Uh, ethnic Serbs in partially recognized Kosovo blocked two of the main border crossing roads into Serbia for a week in response to a Kosovar law emulating an existing Serbian one that bars recognition of uh, Serbian license plates.
0: You said Kosovo is partially recognized. Can you explain what that means?
1: Uh, Sure. Yeah, so almost exactly 50% of UN countries recognize Kosovo's independence. The other half don't. Uh, They recognize it as still part of uh, Serbia.
0: Oh, gotcha. I'm sure the license plate issue isn't happening in a vacuum. Uh, how does it fit into the bigger picture?
1: Yeah, the, the blockages have just inflamed tensions that have already existed between the two. Uh, and it threatens a flare-up in what is a volatile region uh, that witnessed a pretty brutal war in the late 1990s, um, characterized by ethnic tensions between Kosovar Albanians and Serbs.
0: I guess the question I always ask is, what's the international reaction to all this?
1: Uh, stakeholders such as the eu urged calm um and the nato-led peacekeeping contingent in kosovo has set up patrols in response to the heightened tensions after serbia increased combat readiness along the border Uh, albania meanwhile which is a member of nato uh, sent its prime minister kosovo to urge serbian de-escalation
0: well what's next Uh, you know what should folks be watching for
1: Along with continued direct action blocking the border between Kosovo and Serbia, uh, any additional unrest among the minority Serb population in northern Kosovo, there was a grenade attack against uh, an interior ministry building. So anything of that nature. Kosovo's prime minister has suggested the diplomatic off-ramp of mutual recognition of one of those license plates, so abolishing each side's respective law. Uh, that does not seem to be likely to happen, given that Serbia obviously... Continues to consider Kosovo a wayward province under its control. Uh, so it doesn't recognize Kosovo's right to hand out license plates, period, since it declared independence in 2008. Um, the situation is certainly quite volatile. Um, with Kosovo and Serbian forces in close proximity to heightened alert level and the ethnic violence of the 90s, a fresh memory, uh, one incident could trigger a broader dangerous clash.
0: A concerning situation, no doubt. Thanks for the update and the insight, Alex. Appreciate it.
1: No problem, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. Take care.
0: Today's episode was produced with work from factual editors Awais Ahmad, Laura Vanderbrelli, David Wiley, and Jeff Lancet. Our interview featured editor Alex Moore, and our music comes courtesy of Andrew Gosby. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Factual Forecast. We publish our forward-looking podcast each Thursday to help you get a jump start on the week ahead. You can, of course, subscribe for free. And if you have feedback, suggestions, or events we've missed, drop us a note by emailing hello at factual.com.